Good evening and welcome to the 10th edition of the Quarantine Hotline. Yes, 10. We were listening to a really interesting album I found. It's called Grabaciones Orilleras, which I mean in, in English would mean something like uh, recordings by the show. And this, this was done by a group of musicians from my hometown that really they, they went on a, on a, on a, by the river and they recorded the whole album I will put the link to it uh, here on Periscope and tomorrow I will upload it on the when we upload the tracks to the magazine it's very interesting I will play another song at the end of the, um, of the quarantine hotline so yeah I thought it was very interesting to hear the, the crickets the dogs barking it's more like uh, I think that's the point of this track more than the, the guitar improvisation I guess so um, tonight we have Sarah Manville. I'm going to give her a call quite soon. Sarah is from the United States. She's lived in four countries in, uh, in three continents. She's, uh, she's lived in London for a long time and, he, and she has been a collaborator with minor literature for a while. She's um, mostly doing reviews and, and I know she has, she has reviewed film as well. So we, we're going to ask her. We're going to talk to her now and ask her what she's been doing. And, and she's got a new book to announce. It's a part of a series of new novelettes by Open Pen. Uh, the, the book is called You Ruin It When You Talk. Uh, and there are other books in this series of novelettes by Will Ashton, by uh, Max Sidney Smith, uh, Bonnie Brooks. Who else? Let me check. Sorry, I, I should do my homework before. Uh, Morgan Omotoye and uh, and Sarah Mal. So they got five novelettes coming from July, I think this year to next year. So check this out. Go to openpen.co.uk or openpen.shop to check out. They got really good um, uh, subscription going. You can get, the I think, the five of them for only £22 or so £20. It's a bargain. So go check it out. But anyway, I'm going to give Sarah a call. She's waiting for my call. And then we can talk to her and see what her book is about, how she's been doing, and so on. You know the what we do here. Let me see. Sarah speaking. Hey, how are you, Sarah? I'm good, Fernanda. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for doing this. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Thanks for asking me. It's been a, it's been a, um, a while since we, we know each other. I mean, we started to collaborate with minor literatures 
quite at the beginning, didn't you? I mean... I, yeah, it's been a couple of years. You, yeah, you and uh, Tomoe found me on Twitter, didn't you? And, um, <laughs> and then I must have met you at something. Yeah, we met, uh, we met a couple of times. I don't remember the last time we met, but... It's uh, it's funny, you know. You create these uh, connections with people online, and then online and offline get mixed, and it's hard to keep track of. I think probably the last time I saw you is at one of these parties that Tom used to organize in the in some central London pub. I think that that probably so. Or... Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because um, that that strange gay bar closed down. Yeah. Um, which I'm furious about. I, that place was so weird. <laughs> I stood in there so much. Do you remember when we used to go out to pubs and have an outside life? I mean, it seems like uh, years ago and it was only a few months ago. I know. <laughs> I, keep, I keep dreaming about eating a cheeseburger or, you know, just eating anything that somebody else has, somebody else has cooked. So, you know, I just kind of go and stand, uh, you know, sort of at the windows of my local pub and just kind of look, you know, and then I have to kind of go walk away quickly before I get too sad. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah, we all have cravings. I, I crave a, a nice cold pint in a, in a beer garden, but I'm not sure I'm going to do that this Saturday. It's, it's going to be my yeah. mayhem. Yeah, no, me neither. So. How you been doing with the lockdown? You okay? You, you, you keep working? Oh, yeah, everything's fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm locked down by myself. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a different problem, I think, to everybody who, you know, are locked down with their children and get no, uh, get no release. Yeah. But you know, it's um, I think the 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 way sort of the the flats are on my street. It's I'm they they're they're not just kind of all flat against the the road. I'm sort of back with a little close, and so there's about maybe about forty flats, and I'm sort of at the back of the U that's on the street. And there's you know there's a group of um, there's maybe eight eight or ten little boys, no girls for some reason, who live in the houses and they come out and they sort of play in the front and um, and that really cheers me up, you know, just kind of hearing other people and, the, you, know, you know, being reminded that there is, you know, a big wide world kind of going on, you know, outside of these walls. That's great, but, but you got good news during these strange times. You got your first book coming out. When is it out exactly? It's, uh, uh, it's uh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's out at the um the end of November. Oh, no. November. Okay, right. I thought it was early. Okay, November. Right. Cool. Are you excited about this? Oh, um, I mean, it, yeah. It still doesn't really feel real, I guess, because you know all the sort of the the fuss about kind of doing it has you know been done you know through this through this remove and through you know and, and remotely. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I've always wanted you know my own book in the stores and you know and, and to see that and it's uh, it's going to happen so it's uh, yeah it's very exciting that's amazing so. the last time we talked you were trying to pitch a novel to some places so that, that that's been put aside I guess to focus on this book yeah well I mean I'm I'm always pitching a novel I've got <laughs> I've got two that are completed and then I'm I'm very deep into a first draft of a third one um I've been I've been working on that quite a bit lately it seems to you know, being able to focus on that has been has been really useful to me, which is, and I'm writing it longhand as well, which is really weird. I wouldn't normally do that, but this one, that seems to be the way that writing it has, has come the easiest. So, um, so, but, you know, and, and then that, and then kind of, you know, doing the editing for, you ruin it when you talk, kind of jumping back and forth between those is, um, I know it's really tricky for some, for some authors, but, 
I mean, well, and I'm, I'm barely an author yet, so, you know, but, you know, so far so good. Okay. Um, you know, Sean, Sean will probably have a lot more thoughts about that than I do. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. He's a, he, I work with Sean, you know, he's a great editor. I mean, it's a, he, he helped me a lot to write, so I'm sure he did a good work with that. Uh, let, let me ask you something. I mean, before we... I want to talk about the topic of the book and the theme, but you say you write in longhand now. You're working on a manuscript longhand. That's old school. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm... Well, I do know why I'm doing it like this, but I, I don't normally. Um, I mean, I've written stuff on my phone. You know, I've you know used my laptop like a, like a you know, regular person. Um, but, but sometimes I think for, you know, getting into how the story is being told, like, you know, sometimes the different methods really help. I have a, um, I have an old typewriter that I bought on the street in Brighton, um, a while ago. Um, and then my ex, God, it was that long ago. I guess I was still married when I did it, but my ex managed to find me like spare typewriter rolls as a present mm. once. So there's, there's been times when if I'm, I'm writing something, so I've gotten, I've, I think the, the, the next novel that I'm working on is, is set in, uh, in the sixties and, and I've done like some sort of noodling around with that, but I've done that all on the typewriter and that's weirdly is easier. Um, I think at least in kind of the, the sort of the first draft in the sort of the thinking stages of the book. Um, to do that on the typewriter has, has worked for me. It's, I, I, I can't explain it because it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then I have to retype it all into the laptop <laughs> anyway. So it's, you know, so it's, it's very annoying as well. But, but I think sometimes just, you know, the kind of how you're thinking about the book and then how you write the book can sometimes, you know, kind of go well together. But, you know, also sometimes I think it's just, it's, it's good not to always get, you know, stuck in using kind of the same methods all the time. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if, you, you know, it's like, you know, it's like somebody, or, you know, remember like, like last year or something, Philip Pullman was sending tweets because he'd lost the, the pen that he uses to write all his books. <laughs> And, you know, and so, you know, and he was obviously freaking out because he's like, I'll never be able to write again. What am I going to do? This is, you know, my most precious possession. And it was just in a, you know, the pocket of a coat that he hadn't looked at, you know, for six months or whatever. But, but that was six months that he spent, you know, thinking or, or you know, feeling like he, he wasn't going to be able to work in the way that he wanted. And, you know, and, and if that works for him and that's the best way that works for him, you know, good for him. And, you know, obviously... You know, he does really good stuff with it. But, I, you know, for me, I, I would hate to think that if, you know, you know, I lost my pen or I lost, like, this particular kind of notebook or whatever, that, you know, my, my ability to write would collapse. No, I do, I do, I do, I do, I, I, I like this. I mean, it's interesting in a way that you feel, from what you're saying, in a way the medium can affect how you write, you know, because it might inspire different things. Well, yeah, because when you're when you're typing on your phone, you know, you you, you use shorter phrases, you know, yeah. you let the you know the autofill pull up words for you. You don't necessarily get into sort of a great deal of you know kind of depth or nuance, um, you know, and and it, and sometimes that's exactly the sense that you want. And but but other times, if you're trying to write something a bit more complicated, it's harder. And you know. Typing on a on a manual typewriter is um, it, you it, it really slows you down, but 
I, I, t- I tend to find you get into a really good rhythm with it. Like once, if you're, I mean, once your typing's okay, that you're able to sort of type and think at the same speed, mm. and and therefore, you know, and and the, then something about the the physicality of it, the you know, the hitting the space bar and the, the scooching the the scoochy thing. That's, that, that's, bound to be a word for it that I'm forgetting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like you know kind of putting that back and forth it gets you into a different kind of um of of connection with the, the work that you're doing this is really pretentious no no um, no 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 but I do get it <laughs> the thing is I, I I'm a I hate that writers because really I'm I'm I think I'm maybe a few years older than you. So when I started to write when I was 17, 18, <laughs> you know, word processors were quite rubbish, you know, it's not something you would have at home. So I started to work on it when my mother's typewriter and I go, I used to shove my fingers in between the keys and I hate the pain of that. I don't know if it happened to you when you, when you're not very good. Yeah, well, I, I, I had, um, I, I was such a, actually a pretentious um, young student that I took my, my mother's typewriter away with me to college <laughs> and I would sit out on the bench out in the yard smoking my, you know, you know, you know, clove cigarette and typing away like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and people would kind of come around and like, you know, you know, really admire my commitment to the bit, which, um, which, you know, I always thought was great. But the people who were, but then, you know, sort of telling me about how, you know, glad they were, I was connecting to the, you know, mystical, you know, order of the typewriter or the whatever, all that kind of stuff. You know, it was, that was a bit, You know, those people were going too far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, uh, once I was online talking about, I use a, a writing app called Scrivener, you know, which is very useful to for long projects because you can, like, divide very visually in, in folders and so on. And I'm not, not going to make them more free advertisement anyway. Uh, but someone, I don't remember who the person was, got a bit disappointed that I wasn't writing on a typewriter because he had fantasized I was one of these people who writes on a typewriter and I'm very practical, you know, because I don't have the time to, to really retype the things, you know. So you feel that uh, when you when you write longhand, for example, because I work in longhand for notes and things like that, do you, do you um, feel that... Do you, can you write a manuscript longhand? Are those ideas fixed enough? I have been. I, ha, I don't have any notes. Like, not... Okay, that's not true. I have, like, a couple of pages of um, of names. But, but the, 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 the book there that I'm doing longhand, I'm just... It, it, it's working in writing it longhand because it's... Um, the structure of it is, is a woman um, basically writing, like a like, a... Like an explanation of herself to her uh, to her boyfriend after a fight. So, you know, and and it's the kind of thing that I think, you know, if if you know somebody was going to go to all of this trouble, like you know, because I was originally thinking I would structure it like an email or like emails, and I thought no, this is like this is really long. There is absolutely no way that if somebody's writing this like tear stained, mm-hmm. big dramatic story, that they would sit down and type they would sit down and you know write it down like in an actual note but that they'd be busy crying all over and then they would go and give that to the boyfriend right so and and once and once I figured that the the, the sort of the the way kind of getting the first draft down has come really like much more quickly it's okay 
surprise me. So, um, so, I mean, I have no idea if it's any good. Let's face it; it's only first draft. You know, it's it's really you know rough, and I think it needs you know a bunch of work. But but you know, I, I started it in December, and I'm I, I'll, I'll finish in a couple of weeks. So oh, that's great. But let me right. just something. I want to understand the the process. You write it all in longhand, and you are typing it as you go, or you keeping only the manuscript in longhand. Uh, yeah, I'll um I'll type it up later. Okay. I think once it's all done, and um, because once I think once I start typing it up, I'll start editing it yeah. a bit more. But I think to try to mix doing that. You know, and with you ruin it with you talk. I, that would be that would be too much. That's jumping around between too many different headspaces. Yeah, I think you can you can edit one book and and write a second book, but it's usually a bad idea to try to write a book and edit it at the same time. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, I'm the same. I agree. But I got this friend from uh, Uruguay, Switzerland, he's Swiss Uruguayan guy called Felix. Quadros. He's a very he's a quite um, prolific guy. He writes a lot, but he he writes in these little shitty papers. I mean, they're horrible. I don't know how he can write in them. And he writes and edits when he types, which is quite unusual way of working, you know. Yeah. Because I agree for well, me, it's different. If it works for him, I mean, yeah. you know, I think that's great. I think you know, there's there's a lot of um, people get a lot of hang-ups about how the work gets done, and as interesting as it is, you know, to talk about. You know, it's it's not, you know, it's it's it, it doesn't matter because you know I could have, you know, the blood, you know, I could be writing it with my own blood, you know, mm. on you know, you know, the the skin of lambs that I sheared myself or whatever, and if it was terrible, none of that would matter, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, so, so it all, um, you know, it all comes down to you know, hopefully you just, you know, however you do it, that you can do your best work, and yeah, and you know, and the the sheep don't. Nothing. Do you have do you have like a writing schedule? Do you have like a kind of habits of uh, quite regular for writing, or you write when you come? Because you, I know you work uh, also full time, so I don't know how yeah. you manage. How do you? Well, no, I, I don't have a schedule. I um I I I used to get a lot of grief for that. Um, well, when I was taking classes, you know the. You know, the lecturers would always be sort of pontificating about how important it was to make time for that, and I think, you know, but you know, like you know, like I said, I'm you know, I'm here on my own, so my time, you know, belongs to me, and um, you know, so in that sense, I can kind of do it when, you know, sort of, you know, when it when it comes. But I tend to work, you know, so so kind of ignoring, you know, the, the you know the commitments, you know, that we all have in our lives. I think for me, it tends to. I tend to work in, in fits and starts, so I will, you know, cause like this book that, you know, that I've, you know, sort of sat down and started writing in December, um, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it for, oh, I'd say probably, you know, about a year, yeah. and, you know, trying to kind of mull over in my head, you know, how this would work or how it could be told or how, you know, like a little bit of research about, you know, some of the plot points and stuff. But then, you know, but then, you know, so, so I kind of felt like that once I started that I, I wasn't, you know, starting, you know, I, I, that I, I knew a little bit of what I was doing, that I wasn't, you know, going to be writing a lot of, you know, kind of around, you know, going the long way around the barn. Mm -hmm. That I would kind of start kind of a little bit more where I knew where I was going. 
and then of course you know once you do that once you are actually kind of once you you know because I think the hardest part in that sense is is when you start the, the work because once you're doing the work you know it it kind of comes together you know like the the, the plot twist will sort of make itself known or you know the the the, the puzzle of you know how to get the person out of the car out of the first car and into the second car is like oh you know this thing happens and 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 it it doesn't you know and that doesn't necessarily happen while you're kind of not doing the writing yeah um but yeah but you know i think you know i was i was uh, i was saying to sean earlier i think because you know the, the the thing about sort of writing and not writing is um you know, when I was uh, when I was a, a teenager, you know, so very recently, obviously, um, I worked um, at uh, my, the university I was attending one summer, um, and I spent a week basically being doing the catering for a writers' conference that they were having there, and um, and and all the writers one day were all having lunch, and I was I was over to the side, you know, minding the buffet, and um, and somebody sort of went, well, you know. Now, why are we all here, you know, spending all this money, you know, coming to this writer's conference and doing these things? Well, I have to come to this writer's conference because I, you know, I have such a high-powered job in finance. I simply don't have any time on my own. And, and they sort of went around the table like this, kind of one-upping each other with, you know, all of their, you know, their, their charity commitments and their millions of children and their holiday homes and, you know, all the the lifestyle things that were preventing them from writing. And then it got to this woman who just kind of very quietly put down her, her, like her napkin in her lap and said, well, you know, I kind of had a really bad year last year. Um, I was in a car accident that led to me being in a coma for four months. And, um, and then when I, you know, sort of woke up from the coma, but, you know, had to learn how to walk again, I had a lot of time to think over, you know, what I really wanted to focus on with my life. And the answer was my writing. All the other people at that table all visibly were praying to be hit by lightning yeah, or for the imagine. ground to swallow them up or, or for the rapture. I mean, anything. They were, it was, it was, it was so funny for them. Yeah, I can imagine. They were so mortified. A pity she was wasting the time in a conference instead of writing, though, but... Yeah, and, you know, and she was she was very clearly not trying to make him feel bad. She was just participating in the spirit. It you know, except her reason for you know needing a you know attending a writer conference was you know better than anybody's, <laughs> you know. And it, you know, but it was it was a it was a really good lesson for me. Like off to the side, you know, sitting there thinking, well, you know, like if I'm not writing, you know, you know, I, I I'm you know I should be doing other things, like you know, and other things that I'm happy to be doing. That I'm not just like lying around going, oh. If only I was writing, but, you know, my holiday homes won't, you know, visit themselves. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> you know, if, if you, if, if, if people, um, you know, really want to do it, you know, yeah. they'll figure out a way. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I mean, I, 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 I always find time, but then I'm obsessed, you know. Let me, let me ask you something. Um, I want to talk a bit about your book before I run out of time. I mean, it's like, we, I know a bit of the, of the, of the topic. It's about... It's, it's like I don't know how to say anecdotes from uh, about relationship between uh, men and women, isn't it? I mean, it's very much about gender and about microaggressions well, maybe there are in dating. With women in it too. So um, the the heroine is bisexual. So okay, all right, cool. I didn't know that. So, but it's about relationships. It's a book about relationships. In in, in which way? I mean, uh, I, I I haven't read the book yet, of course, you know. So. <laughs> Well, I think it, what it's, um, 
you know, what it's kind of based on is, you know, sort of, you know, me kind of, you know, meeting people after my divorce. Okay. And, you know, and having things kind of not work out the way I expected. Um, and, and having it, things, you know, just being kind of, you know, at the same time being, being very funny and also very depressing. Okay. Um, but but mostly very funny. Mm-hmm. I and and when I say funny, I mean frankly ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> you know, like you know, it, it's been you know so, so and, and you know and then when I found myself kind of you know you know telling my you know telling my friends you know these kind of stories, you know it they kind of you know the, this is and this is where I was so happy that you sort of you and Sean kind of invented the novelette because mm-hmm. when I heard about that I thought aha this might be the home for this kind of stuff for me because, you know, when I'm telling, you know, kind of, like when you're, you know, when you're telling the story of a date you went on with somebody, like you don't spend, you know, hours or pages talking about, you know, the clothes everybody was wearing and the restaurant and the, you know, the stuff you go, you know, you, you say, you know, sort of like, yeah, you know, you know, he was nice, but you know, he was, he was mean to the waiter, so I don't want to see him again. Right. Like you don't, you don't dwell. And, um, so, so so for me, it was kind of like an experiment about how to kind of tell the, the stories, you know, the, the mood of kind of these experiences that I was having, um, you know, without, without dwelling. The kind of, you know, you know, being able to, you know, to tell the joke and get to the punchline really quickly. And um, so that, you know, the next joke and the next punchline could come along. And um, so, so it's, it's, you know... It, so yeah, so like the novelette format in that sense, you know, that that open pen's got has been really perfect for that because I think if it was, if these stories were, you know, these little kind of you know vignettes, you know, whatever, were much longer, they they wouldn't be they wouldn't be as funny. Yeah, unless it, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a, unless it's like a nineteenth century book, you don't want to spend too much time describing all the, all the things. You want to go straight to the point with, with that kind of thing. And and what do you think are the are the challenges of writing a book that is, I mean you probably will be talking about things which are from your own experience and someone else's experiences, you know. So what do you think? How do you articulate the line between fiction and non-fiction, or, or you don't? Is it completely non-fiction and it's about how you tell it? Uh, how do you work with this? Well, I think I mean cause this is you know this one is you know completely fiction. Okay. But it's you know, it's, it's based on truth, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you know like, you know how, you know, the, the famous Emily Dickinson quote, you know, tell the truth, but tell it slant, yeah. you know, cause I think, you know, to, to tell, I think, you know, like the exact truth of say, you know, my dating life, you know, you know, in the, you know, recently, well, obviously recently it's, you know, it's quarantine non-existent <laughs> you know but but even before then you know to sort of tell it like it, you know it would just like to, to sort of write something down that pretended to be true would just feels really boring and also not very fair because you know there there are you know other people involved yeah. in those stories you know and and their sort of perspective on on my date with them is you know none of my business um but but to, to take those kind of, you know, experiences and, um, and then, you know, my thoughts on those experiences and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of work out from there. Like that to me is, is completely fair game because, 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, bring across an emotional truth. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and so, and that to me is much more important than going, well, actually, actually, you know, that date was, you know, in, you know, Notting Hill instead of Kensington or whatever. I think, you know, to, to use fiction, you know, and that, I mean, that's the great, you know, kind of joy of fiction, isn't it? Is that you can tell a completely, you know, made up story, but it's yeah. completely true because it has that emotional, um, you know, you know, core to it. I almost said heart, and then I was going to have to slap myself again for being pretentious. So <laughs> no, 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 I know what you mean. I do, I do. This is something I use a lot in my own writing. You know, trying to articulate fiction and uh, sorry, non-fiction in a fictional way that you bring these elements which are from reality and recombine them in a way that they're completely different. So uh, when is the book coming again? Out in November. Yeah, it's out in November. So. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, we will actually all feel happy being out in the world again so we can go have a great big party to yeah, sort of celebrate it and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's really exciting. I'm, and, glad, you know, I'm, really the, glad, I'm really glad you got this book, you know, because it's, it's very nice to see uh, people getting there, you know, in, in, in following the, this path that we all been following with the online magazines and... and and, and little by little, there is like this ecosystem that really sends people from from to a book. You know, it's quite. It's one of the reasons why I like to have a magazine is that we can see that happen. You know, all the time. Yeah, and you know, I'm very happy to keep doing uh, reviews for you guys. So, Good. You know. Now that you're famous, you need to keep sending reviews. Yeah? <laughs> Please, but, uh, but yeah, I think um, you know, I, I quite like I quite like doing the the book reviews. It's it's a. Uh, you know, it's 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 tougher than film criticism because it's slightly slower journalism. No, and, I, I love you know. your book reviews. They're very, there is a, they're very fair, very heavy. So <laughs> some of them oh, are. Well, yeah, because I think the book reviews, I think, are because you know the the books books are you know not as much of a moment in time as film is. Yeah. If, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you, you the book reviews need to be a bit more and not serious but they you know they 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 need to have a bit more of an eye to kind of the 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 long game i think i do agree yeah. cinema you know it comes out and it's 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 a bit more pop in that way it comes out and it's of the moment yeah. and it, even if it lives on in streaming and you know and of course the new model nobody that you know, knows what the hell is happening right now but it's um it's it's much more of a of a moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and and those reviews have to be written much more quickly because it's a much more of a kind of a, a, a gut reaction to the to the to the film. But books need a bit more thinking. Right. So, so I'll I'll take you that anytime you want to review a book, send it to us. Yeah, we always uh, give you a home for that. Okay. Oh, thanks, Ray. Listen, congratulations on the book. Uh, hopefully we can uh, read it soon. I, I want my advanced review copy. I'll, I'll nag uh, Sean for it and we can talk about it again, probably in the magazine with, uh, with or, or put like um, an excerpt or something, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. Thank you. Excellent. I will, I will obviously, right. <laughs> you know, be delighted. So, um, 
Yeah, I hope I hope you know your homesickness isn't too bad, and this has helped a little bit. This helps. It's nice to talk to people and and and, and listen to music, and and I I will let you go now, so I can uh, wrap up. Okay. Okay. Bye, Sarah. Nice to, to talk me. to you. Good night. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Ciao. Great. That was Sarah Manville. I forgot to ask her where from in America she is, but, or how long she's lived in London. But she's in London now. She's been here for a long time. Uh. I mean, taking from her reviews, I'm sure this book's going to be great because she's uh, really funny and very, uh, very, um, how do they say, acerbic pen. Uh, we published a review of a quite acclaimed writer and she torn it to pieces, the book, and it was really nice. A good, fair, hatchet job is a fantastic form that needs to be explored more because people are too polite in British literature. You need to have more more harsh reviews you know it's, it's fair okay so um right i will start to wrap up i wanted to flag up a couple of things there is this book i've been reading which is not like i'm bringing any any uh breaking news here but if you are interested in reading a book about a similar situation to us do go head to project gutenberg and download a copy of a year uh, sorry, A Journal of the Plague Year by Daniel Defoe. I've been reading that lately to try to make sense of this situation and this book is uncanny and amazing. So many things which are so similar. I don't want to say it's the same kind of serious situation as the plague that we're going through now, but some of the reactions that we see uh, from politicians and from people, from us, the, the still there in 1665. So go check out that book. Right, so uh, next week we have Irenosen Okoji, my friend Irenosen. I haven't talked to her for a long time. So uh, I'm going to give her a call and we're going to discuss a new book as well. And I will leave you now with some more music from uh, Grabaciones Orilleras. This is called Cumbia de la Costa. Have a great night and speak to you next week. Good night.